You're listening to the audio version of Victory Condition Gaming, sponsored by Forget Me Not Flowers and Gifts in Barrie, Vermont. You can check them out online at forgetmenotflowersbarrie.com. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, search for Victory Condition Gaming, and you can also follow me on Twitter at DougVCGaming. And if you'd like to watch us live every week, make sure to subscribe to Victory Condition Gaming on YouTube. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. Today on the show, or tonight on the show, we're talking creating content for the tabletop industry. Uh, a lot of us have found a lot of spare time on our hands right now, and I think it's a perfect time to, if you were thinking about uh, creating content or or uh, kind of just dabbling in uh, making videos or making a podcast or writing for uh, various websites, this is a perfect opportunity to just kind of you know pick up a pen or pick up a camera and you know, just start to uh, start creating content. Uh, let's uh, let's go around. I want to thank uh, all my panelists for coming on and and uh, talking a little bit about uh, you know how they got started and how you know if you're thinking about getting started, some some tips to to help you along the way. Uh, let's go right down. We'll go to Stephen. How how about uh, you in- introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Stephen Dutzman. I run EngagedFamilyGaming.com. That's a website uh, where, obviously it's a website, but uh, we review video games and board games for families to play together. And I've been doing it for about seven years. Excellent. Wow. it was my wife's idea because I I firmly believe that every good idea I have is the responsibility of either my wife, my sister, or my mom. So (laughs) I'm incapable of independent thought. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It'll go next to, uh, we'll go next to Rob. Rob, you've seen on the show quite a bit. Uh, Rob, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Rob Kalajian. Uh I run a Pawns Perspective, which is uh, at this point in time, majority uh, tabletop game review site, though that is kind of changing. We are broadening out into various forms of content creation. Um, before that, I was writing for a site called Purple Pawn, which was a tabletop industry news site. So I've been writing in the industry now for about 11 years. And I got my start by answering a, a call for writers and thinking, hey, they're not going to pick me. I'm just going to be like, hey, I'd love to write and get free games. And they picked me and I started writing and not getting free games <laughs> until way later. Uh, but no, That's it kind of just uh, it ballooned, it ballooned from there. I'm running my own site and having a ball. Nice, nice. Uh, Drew, I'll let you go next. Sure thing. My name is Drew Cochran. I made the Epic of Dreams RPG, so I'm more of a uh, designer than anything else, but I have been uh, plugging away on my mailing list and my YouTube channel and my social medias. I post a lot of memes, and I'm all about trying to feed people content so they'll take a look at my silly book. So Nice. Okay, yeah. that's all right. That's... that's uh... A worthy thing to do. And last but not, well, I, I'll go last, but uh, Alex, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell folks a little bit about yourself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm Alex Hillman, and I am the project manager as well as a writer, developer, uh, community outreach, and many other hats over at Hunter's Entertainment. Um, so I, I really am strongly on the publishing side uh, but obviously over at hunters we do a little bit of like video content we've done a few uh, live place uh, shows on the on the internet with a few different 
uh, brands out there. So uh, that's definitely in our wheelhouse as well. And yeah, I'm really stoked to talk to you about how to get into writing and how to get into the publishing side of it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll just, if, if you're tuning in for the first time, I, my name is Doug. Uh, I do this VCG uh, show. Um, I got into making content uh, with my daughter. Uh, my daughter, we've been doing content we, uh, at the end of March. Uh, we started our fifth year. Um, we started making content five years ago because she was really into board games and um the only reason why she was into board games was because early on uh, she had some, you know, like a lot of sometimes kids do early on, they have uh, some, some, you know, maybe some learning areas that they need to kind of work on. Um, my daughter taught herself to read at two, two years old, which was amazing. Like we didn't even teach her and she could read amazing, you know, just um, words at two, at two years old that like she shouldn't be reading, which was just, crazy um she went into uh kindergarten with an eighth grade eighth grade uh level reading well you know reading level she didn't have that for comprehension but she could read up to an eighth grade uh reader um but she had a lot of issues with math and with social issues and so we were like well how do we work on these things you know well let's implement some board games and and so that kind of uh kind of you know when you're when you're dealing with a five-year-old kid like you just kind of try to figure out what works and that's what kind of yeah. worked for her um you know it helped with her social issues it helped with her uh, her math issues and and so you know we started one day I was just kind of goofing around and filmed a video and threw it online and it kind of took off and it was pretty neat and I'm like you oh, know there's not really a whole lot of and this was like five years ago there's not a whole lot of people making content with you know eight-year-old you know females that you know that, that are into board games you know it's mostly all guys like us making content so it was kind of neat to see that kind of take off and and over the years it's evolved and it's become quite a bit you know quite a bit different than than those original days but uh uh now it's not cool to make youtube videos with dad for some reason i don't know why when, <laughs> when you're 13 i don't know what the i mean come on like all about the TikTok. This is this is the, this is the dream, yeah. right, guys? I mean, this is every like thirteen-year-old girl's dream is to be on this type of content. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. She might just want to give you another Visco girl makeover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's yeah. she's uh, <laughs> she's she's uh, uh, abandoned YouTube and gone to TikTok. So that's a whole other issue. Right. We won't even get into that. But let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you know how, how we got started. I mean, you guys all kind of talked about how you got started. Uh, uh, let's uh let's talk if what what type of content do you guys make you you say you make uh, written content uh uh youtube content uh, do you just do those types of forms of content uh i'll ask uh, steven yeah i'll start so um i do primarily uh, written and podcasts so we have a written blog at engagefamilygaming.com and i also podcast and it, normally i would publish you know four or five podcasts a week uh, but most of them are tied to my commute uh, so I actually have been you know pretty much one a week now but those are my two primary forms I'm trying to get into more video but that is hard because I don't know how sure. to edit video and uh, for whatever reason no matter how hard I try to learn uh, I just can't get it right but I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there I'm stubborn I'll trip into it 
it's just like everything else even you, you know the more you do it the easier it gets and you just uh and that's that's kind of what uh, that's one of the themes you'll probably hear quite a bit uh, uh over this over the session uh rob you you do a lot of uh, you do some video and some written you're on my yep. podcast uh, every I, week i am on your podcast every week i am primarily at this point written uh, i've been break, trying to break in a bit more to video and starting uh doing a little bit more streaming but i am on the podcast with you i tried my my own hand at podcasting um and i just i couldn't find the time to keep up keep up with it um but i, I do have a, a team of writers who don't write as often as i do but they do they do write and contribute and recently i pulled my wife b on to help and she's been doing a lot of the video content because she is actually good at doing it and good at editing videos where i am not I'm kind of in the boat with Steven. Like I know how to edit a little bit, uh, but nowhere on the level as she does. So she's been taking care of that. Uh, but yeah, like I said before, we are trying to kind of grow and, and expand in a few different areas. But as of right now, we are primarily written. Nice. Drew, you said you make, you, you make uh, video and, and, uh, and podcast content. Yeah, I've basically been dabbling in a bunch of different forms. Um, I mostly have been trying to just kill it with my social media and my MailChimp. So that's more written than anything else, but it also um, deals with just like understanding like social media infrastructure. I mean, I'm just a noob at all this anyways, but um, I love making video. YouTube is so much fun. Um, I don't have the time to do like every side of the industry at once, even though I'm trying to. So I've kind of defaulted to literally making memes okay so that's, that's fun that's my that's format. that's your con that's fun hey content comes in also as long you know I, I guess as long as it's engaging and positive that's that that's all that matters too and and folks uh, and maybe you get known as the meme guy there are worse things to be known but as you know you know it's, it's starting to happen they call me like the manticore king because i make silly memes about manticore mythology so uh, and Alex, you said that uh, you do mostly written written content. Uh, does Hunters have a, a podcast? Uh, we don't have a podcast going. It's something that we have considered, actually, because we do dabble at, at least in a, a video. Um, yep. So we've worked, obviously, with like Geek and Sundry and Hyper RPG and others to produce various uh, live play shows over the years. Um, so we are always looking to expand on what we do a little bit more and get into the media world at, in more facets than what we do uh, currently. Um, sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm mostly a writer myself. Um, so like I do the blog over at Hunter's Entertainment. I handle the Hunter's Gathering posts. So kind of that community engagement style of writing. Um, I participate with the social media side of things as well as engaging on our Discord and then obviously writing for books and things like that on uh, the various game projects that we have. So that ranges from technical development with mechanics uh, over to the more fluff style writing where you're building out the lore and expanding on that. Um, so yeah, I really do have kind of a broad, diverse package of writing styles that I engage in just due to the nature of working at a, a company that's trying to be multimedia faceted. Sure, sure. Now, does anybody here have any like formal training in, in uh, media, you know, production or anything? 
I, I I'll, I'll be honest. I, I personally do not. I, I have not. It's been a, a learning process as, as, as I went along. Um, yeah, so I don't have I think any, a lot of, I don't have any formal background in it either. Um, however, I have been very blessed in my time working in the industry to work with a lot of folks who do have a background. Um, so for instance, like over at Hunter's Entertainment, both Ivan Van Norman and Christopher De La Rosa both actually have a background in working in media. Um, so like Chris has done design work for like Netflix and a few other companies and Ivan uh, historically had worked at, uh, you know, DreamWorks Animation and then also uh, moved over to doing things over at like Egan Sundry and definitely has a very diverse background as it pertains to media. So I've gotten to get some experience with that, um, but I kind of came up as a fan yep. rather than actually coming in from a full professional background, so... Stephen, uh, Stephen, uh, how about you? No, I, I don't have any formal training. Uh, I mean, I took I, I was an English major, so I guess it does. Okay, that count, yeah, that's, really, that's but, good. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, I, I, but other than that, no. Uh, the podcasting piece, uh, I had never thought about doing that ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, no. Other than the fact that I was comfortable putting words on a page, no, no formal training here. All okay. learning on the job. That's awesome. That's fine. A lot of people are, I find that a lot of content creators are like that. Uh, Rob, Rob, how about you? No, no, I have a, a minor in creative writing, <laughs> um, but I am a, an IT guy and a developer. Um, the most I ever did is I used to work in education and I used to talk to students about video and, and podcasting and such as emerging technologies back in like 2006, 2007. Um, and you know teaching students how to to use those tools to their advantage in kind of uh you know the business world uh when they when they got out of school um i had never really thought about doing much of that on my own um, i mean i've had websites uh since you know domain names used to cost a hundred dollars um, of my own of, of different types but never you know anything more than than written stuff so video and all that is is fairly new to me. Nice, nice. Um, so when when you so I guess my point was you know you don't have to have like a huge you know background in in media or you know any kind of content making to to get started. Um, you just pretty much you just figure out what you want to want to create and just start. Um, but there, I, I, I kind of preface that with a little asterisk, and, and I said this even in our chat that you know there's there's there is I mean there is a little bit that you want to do before there's and it's not a little bit it's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that you kind of want to research, and I'm going to tell folks that if there is something that you want to do uh, whether it's written whether it's a podcast or video, making memes I guess you know because you know we got the meme king with us, um, <laughs> the mantic would you say the manticore the manticore king <laughs> the manticore king with us um uh you know my suggestion would be to take you know a week two weeks three weeks however long it takes you just to research you know kind of learn how uh podcasting works and and how to record audio and how to uh you know i i know uh, steven said uh, he's not good at editing video you know, I wasn't good at it. And if you look at my first few videos that I shot, they were horrible. And they're might not that my, my, edit, my videos are all that great now, but like, you know, 
it's something that I had to like sit down and actually kind of learn. And I watched in, this is the cool thing about the internet is like, we don't have to take a college course on that. All that information, it's out there. If you search for it, like you can find yeah. it like that. That's the cool thing. Like I sat and watched like, I don't know how many hours of YouTube videos on how to edit video. When I first realized that, Hey, you know what? It's not just filming me, you know, you know, doing something with my kid and then just popping it up on, on, uh, on YouTube. There's, there's more to it than just that. Um, I, at least that's the way it is on my, on the video side that, that, that I've found. Uh, what, what, how about the, how about the writing side, uh, Alex, what, what, what would you tell folks if they wanted to start like a blog or, or started working, you know, or making a post for uh, companies and, and so on and so forth? So one of the big things is that you need to constantly be practicing. So, um, just because you kind of have a desire and a drive for it doesn't mean that you are the best writer in the world. In fact, I, I'm always one of those big people that I don't believe there is such a thing as perfection. So there's, you can always strive for perfection, but you're never really going to obtain it. So you always want to be trying to, with the writing side, one of the big things is taking some time to read. Um, so not even just sitting down and making sure to get your uh, pen to paper, which is obviously very important, but reading different styles of writing so that you are broadening your horizons and seeing different ways to actually approach the medium. Um, beyond that, obviously, like I said, just making sure you get pen to paper or fingers to keyboard as it would more be in a lot of cases in the modern age. So um, you do have to obviously put words to paper, and you need to practice the different styles of writing that you're actually interested in. So if you want to be doing like tabletop role-playing games, you need to be doing things like writing scenarios and things like that for your actual home table, but take the time to, instead of just doing it in rough draft format, actually take the time to write it out as though you would want to hand it out to each of the players at the table afterwards so that they could take it home and run with another group of people and be able to walk them through it and what they would basically kind of write it how you would see it in a book. Um, so it's all about that practice and then putting yourself out there is a big one. So um, I know a lot of people are afraid to reach out to publishers and things like that because they just kind of feel intimidated or think that they aren't quite good enough to try it. And that is another one of the biggest hurdles because you have to put yourself out there. You have to reach out. You have to offer up those writing samples so that people can discover you. Um, that's how I got into the business was being a huge fan of Outbreak Undead back in its first edition when it first came out. And I just obsessively was on the forums responding to posts, posting fan created content. And eventually that led to me getting my foot in the door. So nice. Uh, Rob, do you have uh, anything you'd like to add to that? No, I mean, a lot of that is, is especially the, the reading bit. Um, you got to constantly be reading. Um, it keeps your mind sharp. It gives you different, you know, different perspectives. Uh, and it doesn't, I mean, if you're writing reviews, that doesn't mean go and read all the reviews, pick up a novel, pick up a comic, pick yeah. up anything, just always have something to read. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of not doing this a lot. Um, but really, like when you write, sometimes take a step back and and give it a day and and read it again. Read your own writing. Read mm. the stuff that you've written in the past, um, and don't be afraid to experiment with it. I mean, I put out more crap probably than I do put out 
good articles. I mean, I can probably count on on one hand the amount of articles I, or reviews that I've written over the 11 years I've been writing. And sometimes it's just like, I'm going to take a chance with this and try something new. Sometimes it works. 99.9% .9 of the time, it doesn't. You can't be afraid to, to fail and to put it out there. Um, communication is also uh, key. I mean, we joke about it all the time that I am a person that has no shame when it comes to reaching out to companies, um, you know, introducing myself and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, you got to be willing to put yourself out there because that's what this is all about. I mean, if you want to create content, that, then you want to be out there. So you have to be willing to sure. put yourself out there. And definitely know that rejection is going to come your way. Um, and to oh, not yeah. be discouraged by that, I would say, is a really big thing because it's it's not necessarily a reflection that you are a bad writer or even anything like that. It's just that it is a very niche industry as well. So there's only a limited number of spaces really at the table for people to be turning stuff out outside of other platforms that we have nowadays that you can totally jump on, like drive through RPG and being self-published. Um, but you kind of lose the the push that you get from being with an established publisher in those instances. So if you really want to get your stuff out there and have a lot of people playing it, have people providing you feedback, you kind of do need to reach out and accept that rejection is going to hit you a lot. I would, and I, I would definitely double that, that rejection is going to hit you a lot. Sure. Another thing I would say about failure is, um, especially if you're just starting out, there is no, you lose nothing by failing. If you put That's yourself true. out there, that is true. you spend yep. time honing your craft, you have gained experience, you've broken past your own um, comfort zone. And that's probably the most important thing. I think grit and plasticity are the real currency of the realm in the YouTube age, right? Um, mess up, nobody will care. And that's a good thing because you keep messing up and then people will notice that, oh, that's a pretty good idea. They won't even notice that you actually messed up, you know? Sure. Steven, how about you? Uh, you have anything to add to this? So um, my best advice I have to get started is to just shut up and start right now. <laughs> right now. And okay. Rob, Rob has heard me um, give this speech before. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Rob has heard me. Um, I think you just shut up and do it. I know you said to take time to research and that's certainly fair. And if you want to do that, do so. Um, I say the, I actually disagree. I think the answer is start. The, the advantage is when you start is that no one's watching. No one's that's reading, true. right? Yeah. Like your first blog post, no one's going to read. Your first podcast, no one's going to listen to. Um, and that's a good thing. That's very freeing because you can yeah. learn by doing. So when I started Engage Family Gaming seven years ago, uh, I knew that the only people who were reading it uh, was my mom. Like that was the only person I knew was going to read it. And she was going to like, no matter what I did. Right. So, um, <laughs> you hope, I guess you're probably right on that. Like, I can't no, no, care, I'm just, I'm just thinking. <laughs> um, no, but you're right. That's you're, so I think that's the first step. You just got to start. Yeah. And right. if you don't know what you want to do, um, be it video or written or podcast, I mean, I think that's probably the first thing you have to know what you want. However, um, just do it record your yeah. first podcast, yeah. make, publish a blog. And it is uh, incredibly freeing to just kind of let that go. Podcasts, everybody thinks that they're super complicated to do. 
Uh, but it, because they assume that, you know, we've got these fancy mics, et cetera, you can record and publish a podcast using anchor.fm for free on your phone. And you can just talk into it. Is it going to be the best quality? Not really, but that's okay because it's getting yourself practice talking into a microphone, et cetera. So that's my advice is yeah. you want to get started, um, do the thing. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. I, I, I shouldn't have, you know, I, I do think that making that initial step is, is very, very important. Cause I know so many folks that, that like, oh, I, I really want to make a podcast. Like, and then you go back to them like six months later and they're like, I'm like, Hey, have you started that? Po-? No, I haven't made it started that podcast. I'm like, are you still going to do it? Well, yeah, I can I think I kind of want to do it. And it's just, it, 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 it's don't, don't keep putting it off. Just, just, yeah. I, I, uh, Steven, you're right. I'm, uh, I bow to your, your correctness on on that no, one. Uh, I, I'm not trying to 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 be right or wrong. I'm no, no, no. I, I think but you're. I I will say that I will say it. that that uh, it does help though early on, um, to know how your various platforms, your social media platforms work. Um, sure. And uh, I, I know in the in the with the YouTube uh, side of things, like that's a very tricky thing to get unless you have like a major studio or something behind you like as a, just as as a as a you know average person making youtube videos it's hard to gain traction like you have to figure out how to make good content that not only is good but that that, that youtube recognizes and and you know makes available on their search results um yeah. So I, I think that that's, that's very key. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it, you know, if, if you're just making content, absolutely just do it if you want to. And I think this goes kind of goes back to what Alex said, you know, you always want to strive to be better. So yeah, the, the don't ever settle. Yeah. The research shouldn't stop you from getting going because the research is never going to stop. Exactly. You've always got more to learn. So while you're learning, don't don't treat it as a thing like oh well w- once I know what I'm doing I'll go ahead and I'll get going you, there's always something more to learn you're never gonna fully know what you're doing so do it use the equipment that you have that's yes. that's you the other yeah, that was my next like, uh, talking point yeah like if you've got a if all you've got is a the, the camera on your computer or the camera on your phone I still record video on my phone um I have a few nice mics and some lights now that I've gotten over time. But even now, I mean, I'm using a, a $14 headset with a mic to to be here right now. Um, you know, you, you've got what you need. You've got what you need to do what you want to do and see if it, if it sticks or if it doesn't. And you don't need to go out and spend $1,000 on, on fancy equipment. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's the, that's one mistake I see a lot of folks do is they go out and they buy all this equipment. They start making content and realize they don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I've, yeah. I've seen, I've been part of content creating groups where people are just like, Hey, I just bought this, you know, three months ago. I did, this wasn't for me. I just want to blow it out. You know, here, here it is at 50% off because I'm not going to use it. Like I see that time and time again. And, and so to hopefully save folks that, yeah just start out with, with the, with the uh, equipment that you have and then just slowly upgrade over time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Steven, uh, what, uh, 
what did uh, have have you uh, been able to upgrade or in, in improve your equipment over over the years that you've been making uh, content? I mean, I, absolutely. I mean, I've been wrong. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years, so I've definitely yep. invested in it. However, uh, I think that the average content creator starting right now could if you're especially if you were doing like a blog or something like that um you you need like a laptop but like a chromebook that our kids are using distance learning right now would work sure. just for written stuff and you could do 90 percent of the videos and podcasting and anything for social using your smartphone that you already bought you know so many of us already have a pretty good you know iphone or a galaxy tab galaxy yeah. phone or something like that just lying around and it's what we use to you know play iphone games and, and other silly things if you just start to treat your phone as a tool as opposed to a toy then you are 90 you're so much farther ahead than a lot of other folks and my camera for still shots you know just taking pictures of board games and stuff for instagram the camera that i have is 90% as good as a $500 DSLR, right? And also, most of us wouldn't know what to do with that if we had that piece of equipment. And that's the right. other advantage. If you don't have yeah. crazy stuff, you don't have crazy stuff that you don't know what to do with. And man, I, for all the people that I know, spend $150 on a fancy tripod for their desk when really all they had to do was just prop their phone inside a tissue box. Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like yep. be resourceful. Sure. We are human beings made like plumbing and made electric cars that drive themselves. And the reason we did that is because we are smart and can use the things around us. Yeah. So use the garbage in your house and you should you will be surprised at the stuff that you'll be able to manage without any real problem, without having Dude, to spend a dime. Up until like last year, I used a napkin holder. To hold my phone to take videos mm -hmm. wow. like it's and it it worked perfectly fine and to wow. and i actually downgraded my mobile rig i i downgraded from a macbook to a chromebook um because number one it's super light to take with me wherever i go and the battery lasts forever on it and if i'm just typing doing written content i don't need anything more than that and if you're at a convention and it walks away yeah, or exactly. drop your bag and it just shatters, you're out 150 bucks as opposed to however much your MacBook was. Right. Dude, I got mine. I got mine on a sale when the newer model came out. I've got a, a Samsung Chromebook 3 or something I got for 100 bucks. And you and can run a media empire off of that. Like, no joke. yeah, and, and you can install Linux on them now as well. So, like, I can do That's some developer stuff. Crap, so, it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, but, deep magic <laughs> so anyway, that, that's my use the trash that you've got because you can run yeah. immediate we have more power in our phone you can't see it because my animal crossing thing we have more power on our phone than cbs did like through most of the 80s yeah you know what i mean if you think about the power that we have so use what you got sure. it's more powerful than you than you know just visit that app store you'll see it my, my wife does all of her video editing on the phone and it comes out way better than anything I do with Adobe Premiere on my desktop. Yep. I spent like tens smarter than you. She is <laughs> way smarter than me. So yeah. I can say that I've met her. 
No, Doug is better too. He knows. I have. Yeah, I, I totally. I, I, I wasn't going to keep piling on Rob, but yeah, it's, I totally agree with Steve. <laughs> oh, it's my brand. No, <laughs> man. I, 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 oh, that, that brings us to our next co- topic, oh, oh, yeah. branding. But branding. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give that in just a second. But I fully, <laughs> I fully admit that's why I, I pulled her on because she's way better at this than I am. Drew, uh, what do you, uh, you, you've made uh, some, some video content. Uh, what, uh, what have you found that uh, works for you? Or what, what, have you, what did you start out with, uh, with, with, with making content? So uh, as far as video goes, I had a pretty cool desktop and I installed DaVinci Resolve. Yes. It's freeware. It's crazy. It's got so much in it. And like, I've just learned to control B and then delete and that's all i really needed to do but it's got so many interfaces i can't speak enough praises but anyways it took me so much time like tens of hours for a half hour long video and i'd get like super anal retentive about like oh no i need to get this jump cut to meld into this and make it pristine and i've gotten like what like 60 views on my dragon video or something um but anyways all that to say that yeah my phone I did a I did an update for one of my Kickstarters recently, and start to finish the whole process took me half hour, and it's probably one of my best videos that I've ever made for YouTube. So nice, nice. Uh, Alex, what do you uh, what do you mostly use in uh, for uh, your content creating? Uh, I actually use quite a diverse set of stuff because I'm I'm far enough along in now because I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Doug. I actually started. Uh, getting really into the industry about five years ago. So this August will actually be my uh, five-year anniversary with Hunter's Entertainment. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. So at this point, I I am kind of lucky that I am using some nicer stuff. Like I have a a very good PC that I'm frequently on. Um, Since I do some design work and stuff like that, that's very helpful to have like a multi-monitor setup uh, to be bouncing things around and working on multiple stuff at once. Um, but I still also do like, I'll even do writing on my phone because um, yep. we do all of our manuscripts for the most part in the cloud. So I can just hop on there whenever I have an inkling, regardless of where I am and just kind of start jotting some things down into one of the manuscripts. So uh, I range across almost any device. Um because I mean, with writing, that's the n- real nice part about it is unlike video editing and things like that, where you do have to put a little more direct focus in, I can throw a sentence or two into a manuscript anytime, anywhere without much effort. So nice. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'll agree and just say, uh, if you are looking at we're getting the most out of whatever you have for uh, you know equipment that's lying around do some google searches do some youtube searches there are some really great videos out there that tell you okay yeah if you use this 15 dollar you know selfie stick or whatever you know in this in this little clip this is how you can get this shot or this is how you make this this kind of look more cinematic you know these are the settings so don't be afraid to just kind of google it and figure out what figure out the best way to make the equipment work that you have absolutely you know yeah i think that's uh that's that's really important the other the other top the the next topic that we were going to talk about is finding your brand finding what makes you different because i'll tell you what in this day and age there are tons of people making content yep 
Yep. What makes, and, and one of the big things is one, now that you've started making content, what's going to make your content different than everybody else's. And I know Steven, this is a big topic that, that you want to cover. And I, I totally agree with it. What, what makes you different from everybody else? Because you can just get lost in the flow and, and lost in the glut of content. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to talk on that a little bit? Sure. I'll, I'll go into it. I think there's two angles to go from this. Um, the, the first step is knowing what is out there. And most of us, you know, if you want to make board game content, you know what is out there, right? So you can't do that, right? There's no value in trying to be the next dice tower, right? Mm-hmm. They're, yep. They are established. They do their thing. They're incredibly good at it. And just no one is going to be able to really step into that niche. They're just there. And so what you're going to want to do is know what is out there. And then you have two kind of angles. One is to talk about and decide what you want to talk or write about. And that is kind of finding your niche, right? So for me, I chose writing about games specifically targeted for families. And that gives me a wide enough range of topics but it's something that I am interested in. And, you know, I do video games and board games because that's something that I really love. So the, that was, that's a relatively small niche. There really isn't a lot of competition. There's more than I thought um, as over the last seven years, some competitors have shown up, but, you know, figured out what I wanted to talk about. And the other piece is to figure out how you are going to be a part of it. So, some places are the, the person in charge is not important, right? It's the brand is the website, the brand is the podcast, or the podcast could, the, the brand could be you, where that, that's kind of how it works with Engage Family Gaming. I have a pretty significant team, but I'm the face of everything that we do, for better or for worse. Um, so that's the decision that, that I made. And I think that that's something that you really have to do when you're trying to do a project like building a website or a blog or a, uh, a podcast or a YouTube channel. You have to decide those two things. And once you do that, that'll really give you a good idea of kind of what direction to take. Rob, would you like to add any, any more to that? No, no, I, honestly, you just... because, um, you know, I, I still you know, to this day, struggle to figure out exactly my brand. Um, I think it's B. I think B is your brand, your wife. I think B is going to become my brand. That is the brand right there. Um, Well, and shout out to B if she's watching this. She, she, she's sitting here listening. She's giving me a look. Um, (laughs) But no, uh, when I, when I started writing, uh, because I was more of a a new site and I was working for someone, um, I mean, the brand was at the time we were one of the only people on the block, you know, it was your purple pawn was a big name in the, in the, in the tabletop news industry back in the day. Um, that was kind of their thing. Um, I started going to conventions. I started talking to people and I started realizing like, Hey, this is what I love to do more than I love writing more than I love reviewing is I love, the networking and getting to know people and, and talking to PR people and all that stuff. And my, my brand became more of myself, but more a behind the scenes thing than a, you know, in front of the scenes thing. When I started upon this perspective, I wanted to focus more on reviews, which is a, it is a tough thing to break 
Gintu. Reviews are very flash in the pan. Uh, they'll get a lot of hits and then they go away. I mean, unless you're one of these larger sites. So I have been, um, I have been working on it and, you know, something that we, we constantly still work on uh, to this day. Yeah. What I think you and me have a conversation about branding. What, like once every business quarter, yeah. Rob will just message me on Facebook and be like, darn it. We got to figure something out. And then, you know, yeah. we'll have like a impromptu branding sesh where we try and figure it out and he figures it out. He, he, he Rob doesn't give himself enough credit. Maybe it's because I <laughs> mock him constantly, but they, I mean, he does a great job. The, but anyway, you, you but it's an, it's an evolving process. I've had it, to it review it. I talk very confidently about it, but every six months or so I have a crisis and then someone has to talk me off a ledge. No, I can't count on the amount of times that Stephen has talked me off the ledge. So we, we Facebook message a lot in, in times of crisis. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's one thing that, that we should probably mention is that content creators should, you know, find other content creators to encourage them to keep going because there are some times where we're making you know, content, we're making posts that just don't seem to like catch on, or we're making videos that we spent a lot of times on, or a lot of time on, a lot of effort in that for some reason just don't seem to connect with folks. And it's, it's easy to get discouraged and, and, and having someone else to kind of like, Hey, or having a group of folks that say, Hey, you know what, what, do, what, what keeps you guys, you know, just keep folks going and keep, keep that fire going uh, as content creators because. A lot of times I, even I have like, you know, I'll have weeks where I'm just like, man, I just can't seem to get things rolling again um, because it seems to come in waves every once in a while. Yeah. I think it goes to like, you know, stop looking at, at everyone else as your competition. Yeah, um, it's a pretty cool, a cool place uh, that we're in as content creators is a lot of people are willing to share. A lot of people are willing to, you know, to, to help out, to give a shout out to, to cross pollinate. I mean, look, we have five of us here right now talking about content creation. Um, I've done work with Steven. I've done work with Doug, Alex, you've been on the podcast. I know once, you know, we've been chatting drew, we met at a convention. Um, you know, we cross pollinate everywhere that we, we can. Uh, it's, it's one way to, to get out there. And if you, see everybody else's competition, you're going to wall yourself off and you're going to be really lonely. Um, Alex, uh, let me, let me ask a question for you. Since, since you do a lot of uh, content for uh, hunters and for a company and specifically, do you find that your content has to be like a certain tone or a certain, I mean, you've already pretty much, you've got your specific brand in place because you know, the hunters, uh, you know, entertainment as, as a publisher, do you find that you have to, uh, you know, conform your, uh, your, your content to a certain tone or certain, certain way because of, uh, the, the brand that they have in place. Yeah, absolutely. At various times, that is certainly the case. Um, so it does vary a lot. And that was one of the things that I kind of wanted to toss out there is for, uh, talking about branding, you have to also understand, and it kind of ties into what you were talking about. If you are the brand, or if there is a more global brand that you're working towards. Um, and that global brand situation typically comes up in, in instances where you're working with a team. So for instance, like at Hunters, it's not just really any one of us that makes Hunters able to function. 
So Hunters itself is the brand rather than say Ivan or Chris or myself. Now, that's not to say that we don't build our own brands on the side as well as just individuals, because once you kind of get into the industry and start being in the eye a little bit more, you yourself will become a brand by default. Yep. Um, but when you are working towards that collective brand, you do have to be aware that it's not always entirely about you. It's about making sure that the whole team gets to move forward. And so sometimes you might have to write in a way or a style that you're not normally comfortable with um, or try to write towards a specific tone. This is also going to come up from a project by project case. Um, So the tabletops game industry, if you really get into it, the odds are you're not just going to work on one piece of content. Um, So for instance, I do work on outbreak undead but as we announced today i'm going to be a writer on werewolf the apocalypse i do project management um over at hunters so i like oversee various projects i do marketing copy for different projects so it it very much there's a broad swath and you have to be aware of what you're writing why you're writing it and how it's going to be reflected on your brand be that you or the greater collective Um, another big facet with that is don't be afraid to evolve your brand. Uh, if you start off just doing stuff by yourself, but you want to keep pushing forward and growing. And I think this would really play into like podcasting and YouTube is don't be afraid to eventually get to the point where you do have a team and you do start relying on people and it stops being about just you and starts being about a greater global brand. Um, so you can always keep growing and keep pushing forward and always be looking at ways to adapt and evolve your brand, especially in those situations like you were talking about where you feel like you're not quite hitting with the audience, you're not quite connecting with the, the community that you were hoping to connect with. Try to figure out why that might be and adapt and change accordingly. Drew, uh, you, uh, you you actually have your own publishing company, like you're you publish your own, uh, your own products. Um, so you are pretty much your brand. Are you, uh, how are you approaching things on, on your end? Do you want the, the face of, uh, you know, do you, do you want the face to be you or do you want it to be the, the brands that you're uh, building or how, how are you approaching all this as you're making content? So I've been doing RPG work for about two years. Um, our flagship product is the Epic of Dreams and I have my two best friends from high school Cameron and Guy, and they're basically my team right now. But um, the way that we've really approached it and what we've learned is um, that it's all about setting your definitions of success and why you're creating a certain brand. So um, we really did a deep dive into this book called Profitable Podcasting. I forget the guy who wrote it, but the biggest things that he talked about were to understand who you're trying to reach. And if you can build uh, an avatar of who exactly that is, most of the time it's mostly looking in the mirror. So it's like, oh, hey, (laughs) what would I go crazy about? And what would I buy every single time from a publishing standpoint then as well? um, Everything's about gaining trust with people, right? So like to get them to click on your video, it requires a certain amount of trust and how you get that is through flinging mud at the wall, right? But uh, <laughs> um, anyways, we've been going after this strategy where we're trying to connect with a specific person 
And if we can do that enough times and um, give them value through entertainment, through laughter, through experiencing wonder as our personal brand um, aspires to do, then we can create friends that are on our tribe, right? And um, to that extent, I think that there's going to be a lot more room in the industry because if we're looking for, I think the ideal with all of this stuff is to make a living out of it and not get burnt out, right? Um, nope. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> that might be your first idea. Preferable. Yeah. <laughs> it's preferable, but it's it should... I don't know if people should always dive at a niche industry like the tabletop industry <laughs> with that in mind. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I mean, like Alan Barr, whoa, he, he's a golden boy, right? Um, but like, in order for that to happen, you need to create golden fans who just go with you as far as, as, far as you want to go, right? And I think that that happens from not necessarily going wide, but, but finding the niche people, you know? So, so we've, we've covered, and this is kind of, uh, goes into the next, the next top, the next, uh, talking point that I want to go into. You, you've started creating content. You've figured out your, uh, your brand. Uh, you've kind of done a little more research. You find out who your target demographic is going to be for, uh, you know, who you want to kind of connect with as far as who you're making content for. How do you, how do you find those folks? And, um, I know that that personally that there are a lot of ways to do that. Um, I've personally found that you know joining Facebook groups of of areas that like I you know have kind of some sort of relation to with with my content. You know I I found that joining those and not not sharing that I make content, but be but sharing like my opinion, my, you know, responses, my, uh, what other people are posting on first and being a part of that community before I start sharing my content, uh, you know, getting, getting to know, you know, the communities that, that are in place there in Facebook before I start going, okay, this is what I'm all about now. Um, I think that that's, that's kind of a big thing with, uh, when you, when you're starting out, um, Rob, how about you? How how are you? Uh, how is is how are you finding folks to connect with the content that you're making? So originally it was um, it was physical. It was conventions, um, and it it translated more into uh, yeah, joining those communities on Facebook, uh, interacting with people on on Twitter or Instagram, um, finding somewhere where you actually in joy being and contributing to and not feeling like oh i need to be in here to increase my brand uh, that shouldn't be what you're looking to do you yeah. should be looking to join a community um you know recently now we've started trying to build um our own community through through originally through a facebook community which we do but uh we are building a, a very nice community on discord um and it's it's less about our content and more about just talking to people and, and talking about what's what's interesting and i mean it's yeah we've got some game channels but we've got you know a music channel and we talk about cooking and crafting and we've got a, a channel specifically for you know quarantine talk hey what's everybody doing we're all going crazy over here um yeah and it's just enjoying talking to these people and don't 
make it your focus of of getting readers just 100 agree yeah enjoy enjoy the community and eventually it'll uh it'll come i mean there's been times where it's like hey i've been in this community i've got a good giveaway now i'm going to post this here um <laughs> you know that kind of thing but yeah half the time it's it's joining community and and follow up with these people too like if you're on a facebook community and you're talking to people and you know you're both going to be at a con go meet them snap some selfies people love selfies mm. like at conventions uh puts put you know a physical presence to the names and it just it tightens those bonds with people steven looks like he wants to uh add something there yeah well i i think you know the kind of going with what rob was saying and it, a lot of this is networking mm-hmm. appropriately yep. and so digital networking is the lessons we should use there are the same ones that you probably heard talking about networking in person right and so the idea is if you just go out and just start you know shouting at everybody that you're selling something no one's going to buy it right people have to trust and want to interact with you first and so be it in a digital space or at a convention or at church or wherever you are you have to be able to present yourself in such a way that you have to sell yourself a little bit before you can sell your content because if otherwise they're just not going to trust you they're not going to have any interest in what you're doing so the idea of going into facebook groups right i mean we're all in them right and so there yep. are people that come in and the very first post they have is hey check out my kickstarter like, yeah that's a that's have a you meme. seen my kickstarter that's a meme for a reason right oh yeah so, yeah because it's insane to do it um but it's just bad networking and just people i think part of that is that people forget that the digital space is so much like the real world um you know it's it they're very similar so you guys were just giving really good advice on how to network right you know go to conventions you be be likable and and that's sounds like something that would be easy and we probably should have put be likable as like the first thing (laughs) <laughs> um, but the answer is like, you kind of have to be likable because if people don't like you, then they're not going to read your stuff. They're not going to watch your stuff. That's true. That's, That's true. It. Yeah. I take it from me. People don't like me. So <laughs> <laughs> Alex, uh, would you like to add any more to this uh, topic? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think everybody kind of hit it on the head here with, you really just got to make sure that you're actually accepting the fact that the tabletop game industry really is a community um and that's one of the things that i honestly personally love about it is that everyone kind of does help one another out we rub shoulders we try to push everybody else and lift everybody else up in the community and that's why we've got people on this on this particular panel that are from all sorts of different facets of the actual industry here um, so you got to understand that you're coming into a community and you've got to treat it like that. You've got to engage and be personable, just like you would expect with your own community group of personal friends and things like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they really nailed it with all that. Nice. Uh, so you've, you've connected, you've, uh, you, you've, you've started making content, you've created your brand you've found your 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 target demographic you started to uh you know connect with those folks what else what else would you tell folks to uh to if they wanted to start start getting i i 
I know we're, we're listing all these things off and it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but that takes a lot of time to do. It is like, let, let, let me just, let me just preface it. That that's like, that's, you know, don't expect all that to happen overnight. Like that's months and months of work. And, and uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of sacrificing that goes along with, you know, a lot of time commitment, a lot of uh, dedication that, uh, that uh, you have to, uh, you have to put in um, the, the, now that you've, you've had all that, the next thing that I'm going to tell folks is probably to be consistent with your content creating. You know, once you've already got all this stuff in place, then put it out on a regular basis. And oh, yeah. so then that way folks know when to come and consume the content that you're putting out. Um, I, 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 that's the next step that I was going to talk about. I don't know if there's, there's probably more, to, we'll probably have more uh, talking points here in just a minute, but uh, how, how important is uh, regular content? Uh, do you think uh, we'll, we'll head it over to uh, Steven. It's incredibly important. Um, specifically, if you're going to write a blog, the uh, you, what you need to try and do, um, and this is just feeding the Google machine, the, the bulk of your content or your views are going to come from Google search. At least that's what you need in order to succeed. So the best way to feed the Google machine is to feed the Google machine. So you need to produce more content. I have found that when I, and I have over the past seven years oscillated for a while, it was, I was doing smaller or I was doing larger articles, fewer times a week versus um, medium sized articles, you know, you know, a couple times a week. And I have found that I have grown the fastest when I have tried to publish about eight pieces of content on my blog a week, but they don't have to be super long. Um, I have found that, you know, some of my best performing stuff is like 300 words, which if you've ever written a paper, 300 words is nothing, mm -hmm. right? Like my sixth grader gets assigned 250 words on some of the stuff that he's, that he is reading for his class. So my, um, so I think that's the first step. You've got to get consistent. Eight pieces. That's crazy. Remember, keep in mind, I'm doing my own thing and trying to run a thing. I have a team. You at the very least need to find a schedule that you can do that yep. won't make you pull your hair out, that won't make you jump out a window, but you have to find a schedule that you can live up to and stick with it for as long as you possibly can and not take a couple of days off here because if you have to take a couple of days off because you're burnt out, that means your schedule was too long or was, was too brutal because Google wants you to be consistent it's better to be consistent and persistent, but if you need to do a one post a week, you must hit that one post a week because if it can't say, oh, every Monday there's a new thing, then it's going to hurt you. So you must be consistent. And the other pieces, especially if you're making a podcast, the people that want to hear you, they want to hear you more than once a year right? Like these, these people are inviting you into their home. They're inviting you into their car. They're inviting you into their life and they want to hear you more frequently. Now, in that case, you know, sometimes you can't help it, right? You have a team that you're podcasting with. You're going to miss weeks. Things are going wrong. I'm missing an episode of my podcast this week because I was supposed to record at nine o'clock Eastern on Wednesday. And I forgot because um, I'm here. So um, the, so we're missing an episode and it's fine, right? That happens, but you need to live up to the expectations of your master and for if you're written it's google and if it's podcast or video it's your viewers and listeners right 
That was um, a lot of words. That's Sorry. all right. No, that's good. It's good. Alex, uh, what uh, I know, uh, uh, Hunters does uh, free content Fridays, and and uh, you do a uh, uh, regular schedule. Uh, how is that uh, translated for for you and in, in your results there? So it's been it's a major factor. So we consistently since we don't and it's not our main focus obviously with like doing things like blogs right. um we do our our monthly news post that we put out first friday of every month to coincide with that we do our free content friday program release uh on the exact same day so we're also dropping at this point now that we've expanded it out it's four free pdfs uh that are available for people to go ahead and grab on that day um the main thing that we uh, utilize, though, would be social media, um, and we try to mainly make sure that we're hitting a few posts a week. It's not necessarily specific days, but you want to make sure that you do have a consistent amount of content rolling out in regards to social as well. Um, and for the game side of it, I would say the Free Content Friday program is a really major thing for us because it tides over your fans in between major releases because it takes time to write a whole book um so if you don't have things worked out beautifully to have a super consistent schedule of major releases coming all the time making sure to fill that void consistently with some more minor content will help keep your community engaged and keep them coming back and focused on the product which means when the new big thing does finally hit they're very well aware of it because they've been paying attention the entire time. So consistency is very, very key. Um, even if you might treat it a little bit differently than uh, say like a YouTube channel or a blog. Sure. Uh, does anybody else uh, wanna, I, Drew, you you have a mailing list, I know that. Like how do you, uh, Cause you like told get, me to do I, it dog, that's I did, why. I did tell you to do a mailing list because I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's, it's it's vital for uh for i know for publishers and for folks you know uh i i, I think uh you know alex can agree to that uh, a, oh, mailing, yeah. Yeah, a, a mailing list is definitely a key to uh keep your 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 you know the the yeah. fans of your brand uh engaged so as knowing, as as knowing that you're not uh, just behind the scenes not doing anything sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there all good i i cut you off i mean let's be real <laughs> um so yeah as far as consistency goes specifically in social media what i love and the same thing applies to any real internet medium is just preload your content yes also uh the comment on a, like the prior conversation like if you're building a media empire get your friends and build it with them because they're about your stuff too if they're good friends and they might not be competent in the beginning but if they're willing to go with you all the way then it's going to be a blast it's like like being in bands in high school everybody says never be in a band with a guy that plays great guitar but he's an a-hole right you, you just play with your friends even though they suck stay in the garage a little while keep grinding it out it's going to be great um <laughs> consistency though you can automate so much now you just need to look yes. at the free versions of all of the the, the things they got hoots hoot suite yep um yep. i like buffer a lot i'm about to actually go in and do the paid version for like 15 bucks a month and like it allows you to spend your creative energy when you have it capitalize on that momentum capitalize on that groove and then make sure that you don't drop the ball. 
Um, highly recommend that stuff. I'm still learning about my mailing list, honestly. Like the other thing is you need to feed people exactly where they meet you. Like this goes to the thing where building trust with everybody, like Facebook hates it when you post links to other things. So like load your videos from your YouTube channel onto Facebook, load your blog posts onto Facebook. And then when you do post those links, it's more likely that they'll post that people will click through because they know, oh, you're giving us good stuff for free. I like this, om nom nom. Um, you know, and the algorithm likes it too, I think. The, so. the other thing is is to kind of see where, like Facebook has this thing where you can see where the most engagement is throughout the day and clue into that. You know, this totally. kind of goes back to, you know, figuring out how your, your, your platforms work, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make, make, time your posts to like when they're mo- getting the most engagement. And I, I'm, I'm horrible at, I'm going to, I don't do that. I'm horrible at that. I just, I try to schedule posts and I need to get better at that. And that's one thing that I know I need to, to, to do better at, but I just, I well, just don't because I'm, well, I'm working my nine to five most of the day. So we'll talk. Let me tell Same. you, let me tell yeah. you when this is that's done. That's the tough part. Yeah. Um, I, Rob will tell you, um, and Drew hit this. I am the automation king. Nice. Steven likes almost, his automation. Man. Almost all I would, if it wasn't for the fact that the content is created, I would say that like 80% of the stuff we do is, is through various automation services. Everybody that's listening, I want you to go find, if you're watching this, I want you to look into my eyes right now. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna make you the spotlight video. Wait a second. Do it right now. Give me the one. Here we go. Spotlight video. Go find the service. This and Rob thinks right now I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch deliver it, and I'm not. (laughs) Oh, that's what I thought you were going for. No, they basically they should pay me, but no, I'm gonna say this. You need to go find if this then that. Okay. Yeah. What this is, it's a website where you can basically connect all your various social channels, and you can use these things called recipes, which are, um, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. Am I still talking? Yeah. You're yeah. Still talking. Yep. So, okay. <laughs> so what you're going to want to do is go to if this, then that it's ifttt.com. You can connect all your socials and it will allow you to use recipes and other kind of little bits of automation to make it so that for example, if you post something on your Instagram, it automatically posts on Twitter. Or if you post something on Twitter with a specific hashtag, it will automatically you know, put it into an Instagram post or it'll take your Twitter posts and put them on your Facebook page. And you can figure out knowing what you like and where you post things to make it so one post that you put in one place proliferates out to your other different channels. I have used that for so many different things. Rob knows I play with this a lot. It is a free service Mm -hmm. and it is, um, you just, you just got to experiment with it. Yeah. You can put me off the one. Um, Uh, yeah, I I did. I, but that's no, I did not. No, it's it's because I I knew that more people were going to nothing away from this conversation. Go to, if this, then if this, then that. So, so here's my question for you today, but also deliver it. DLVR.it. That thing is bananas. (laughs) you've opened this whole new world to um, drew now Stephen. Yeah, so, yeah. that's it well, i'm the automation king i will talk to you doug for hours. so so here's don't my talk to me steve <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question for you and and i don't know i 
I've always been of the mindset to have I unique content for for each platform. Or that's the thing. Or or have have content that's just for certain platforms and not to spread it all. I mean, that's just how that's how I've always that's how I've always thought that you know you don't want to post the same thing everywhere because people just kind of tune it out because if they've seen it on Facebook they're going to they're going to ignore it on Instagram or they're going to ignore it on you know uh, wherever but maybe I'm wrong I I, I I don't know what do you, what do you guys think is that uh, is that a thing do you think uh, having say, unique content is is a thing I I would say it's freaking super desirable but I think it depends on your growing margin as a creator like like in your lifespan progression like mm-hmm. Like for a while, I just needed to repost all my memes and I'm still learning how to recycle my actual content content, like my game stuff as social media content to get people to bite into that part of the cookie. But like, you definitely want to have that unique stuff because then they're searching for all the nuggets everywhere. And then I like to put all of those nuggets in my discord server. So people will just freaking go to my discord server but that's you know i'm 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 going to refer to the, the the man behind hunters entertainment what what how what is your stance on this alex is do you push content out universally across i mean i, I don't 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 give away your secret sauce behind hunters entertainment <laughs> uh, don't, by all means i'm just I, i've always I, I mean i don't i don't know i i've never been big on social media i've never i don't like facebook is probably the 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 one platform that that i use of course i may use youtube but like I don't, I don't know. I've always thought that maybe you put unique content down on each one, but that's just me. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm smaller and, and I'm not a hunter's entertainment brand. And what, what do you, uh, what, uh, what, what do you, uh, what, what's your stance on, on that as, as, uh, so I, at hunters, we actually do a bit of a mix. Um, okay. so we do uh, absolutely blast certain things out, uh, equally across our social sphere. Um, but there is also a lot of very specific and directed uh, social media posts as well. Um, so like a lot of that boils down to tagging people uh, to be perfectly honest, because a lot of times the tags aren't going to be the same on like Facebook as they are over on Twitter as they are over on Instagram. So just to make sure that tagging alone uh, manages to work out. You usually have to do at least a little bit of custom creation. Um, but we all, like I said, we do plenty of stuff where it's just a, a very generic message, maybe using hashtags that doesn't tag anybody or anything like that. And we'll blast that out across all the social spheres, including even our Discord channel. Um, but we recently actually just set our Discord channel up so that it automatically calls in things from uh, Twitter and from YouTube uh, into a channel on there directly so that we don't even have, like, it's all automated now because that was some of what we were talking about there is to get that consistency, use a little bit of that automation. So, um, but yeah, I, it, it's a little bit back and forth. It really depends upon what you're putting out. Um, I do like to at least get some unique content on each social platform. Otherwise it doesn't really encourage people if they're on multiple platforms to follow you on all of them. So if you, you got to give them a little bit of something where they're like, Oh, Hey, I saw this over on Twitter, but I didn't see it over there. Just don't do it with the major stuff. Really important stuff. Make sure you get it out to your whole community. Sure. Okay. Good. Good to know. 
I will say that I love using um, just the free edition of Hootsuite because I can schedule a piece of content for multiple platforms, but then I can go into that and say on Instagram, tag it this way with these hashtags on Twitter, tag it this way and on Facebook, tag it this way. This way I can make sure I get the proper tags on everything when it goes out. Um, the other thing that, that, that I found that uh, uh, if you create content and you're part of these communities on, on, on Facebook and, and you know, you've, you've made those connections with folks and, and now, you know, you want to, you feel like you can share your content. You're not just immediately just joining and, and, and pushing it out. Um, I found that there's a lot of overlap in a lot of communities that are on Facebook. And so to get the maximum value of exposure to share, don't share them all out at the uh, uh, different groups all at the same time. Uh, that's, that's kind of how I, how I've kind of found uh uh, Drew, uh, you, you've got your hand raised. Let's uh, go ahead. Um, so the trick, I think, is to get other people to talk about your stuff and to not be the yep. one who is talking about it. Yep. Um, and I think that also, in part at least, just boils down again to building trust with people, making golden fans who are in your tribe. And then, like, I've even seen this recently. Like, I've been setting up my Discord server this past month to get ready for a Kickstarter we're doing later. But um, like, it's so crazy how much, like, I just give them a little bit of myself, a little bit of love here. This is what I've been working on. I hope you enjoy it. And then they run wild with it. And it's just, wow, I didn't expect this to happen. And if, yeah, you just got to listen to people. Yeah, because uh, I think one important aspect that, that folks need to is when you're creating content, you're, you're not just creating content, you're, you're also community building. Like that's yep. a big part of uh, a big yep. part of this. And, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure that uh, those folks are, you know, you are part of what you want and what, who you, what you want to build as a brand. Um, Steven, are you, uh, you had some, you had some, uh, had some I headphone had some issues. Difficulties. That's yeah, all right. That's all right. Um, I'm not used to having Bluetooth headphones and apparently they were left on for a bit, so they died. So now I am sporting my uh, daughter's headphones. Nice. Very, very pretty. Very stylish. Yeah, they're very stylish. Um, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about, uh, about poss- you know, sharing out. You, you, we were just kind of following up on, on the statement that you, that you made about, uh, you know, pushing uh, content out on, on various yeah. platforms. Um, are there any other p- talking points that we want to, I, I know I've got you about 12 minutes over what uh, we kind of had an hour slot for this. Do, are there any other points that you want to uh, talk about uh, before, uh, before we head out? Drew has his hand raised first. So I guess Drew go for it. <laughs> make, it sure, it, make sure you know how to make memes. Get out of here. Oh, okay. <laughs> One thing to talk about that for a serious second though, is like, I think a lot of the content that we do is geared towards people specifically in our generation. Um, so I hate to be the Gary V guy, but like, like we have to start looking at the younger and younger generations who are not grognards who didn't grow up with ODD and basic and expert and all this stuff. And like actually trying to reach people on like the platforms like TikTok and all that. Like I think some of the success that I've seen is just all of these high school kids are liking my fifth edition memes that are just so dumb, but because it says warlock, and then I just change the words around, they're like, <laughs> and then I'm able to build some fun with those people. But um, dang it, I have my hand raised for another reason. 
so I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Make stuff that gets you going. Like, don't... You didn't join this industry to be a boring clone. Just be weird. Be yourself. I like manticores, and I argue with internet nerds about why they shouldn't have wings, and I'm having so much fun. Just it's, do it. Is, is yeah. it kind of like... Is it I am not like... weird. I am completely serious all the time. <laughs> You'll is, do is, great, Ed. Uh, is it kind of like uh, having a brand built around Frost Raspberry Pop-Tarts? Dude. You're paving the way. You didn't even no, know. It. No, I'm not. We all know it's chocolate. <laughs> um, Stephen, is there any are there any other points that you would like to uh, talk about before we uh, before we sign off? I just want to reiterate that yes. if you are watching this and you want to do a thing, that you should shut up and do it now. Okay, I love it. Shut up. Get it right, right now. Okay. Right now. It's ten o'clock Eastern. You could record and publish your first podcast by midnight. No problem. <laughs> You won't do it, viewers. You won't. <laughs> Rob, how about you? Or is there anything you'd like to add um, before? Uh... Yeah, you just, um, you really got to love doing it. Yeah. You can't be looking to do this for any other reason. Because honestly, this is uh, a good way to, to, to make a lot of investment and get an extremely small return um this honestly like I, i'm not coming from a publisher end or a, or a business end. I <laughs> it's the same over here <laughs> i am a i am a content creator uh this will never ever be my full-time job uh i am not expecting it to ever ever be my full-time job i like doing it are there perks Yes. Um, I've been doing it for 11 years. I do get free games. I do get to play free games. Sometimes am I overwhelmed? I, you can't see it behind me. I have like the, like the, the two towers from Lord of the Rings behind me of, of board games. And you think, oh, that's, he that's does so that cool. to himself though. Don't uh, make, I do. I do. I do. Don't make it out to I'm be thinking, like man, suffering. That's a lot of work. It, it's a lot of work. Uh, it is awesome. I'm I am suffering 100%. No, you do. You have to love, you have to love doing it. There's no better reason to do it. Yeah. Alex, how about, how about you? I, I would definitely echo that sentiment is that you do really got to love it because it's, it's work. Um, it, you initially kind of look at the industry and be like, oh yeah, it would be kind of, just glamorous and fun and I, I i would be just so happy about it but it, it's work um putting a book together keeping a blog maintained managing a community putting out youtube content there's a lot of effort behind that and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you don't really see when you're just looking at that final product that gets put out um, so make sure you love it because it's it's a niche industry. It's not a ton of money. Um, the only reason that, for instance, the only reason I do this solely as what I do for a living is because I have a significant other who makes a load of money. <laughs> um, so they can kind of balance out the fact that I'm not working something that pays significantly more. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely echo that. And also make sure you're looking into 
the different resources that are really available. So like from the writing side, um, I mentioned earlier, we at Hunters, we have our free content Friday program and that is open to our community. So if you have an idea that you think would be cool for Outbreak Undead or Kids on Bikes or Icarus or some of our other game lines, you can pitch that to us by kicking us over an email. We post about it every uh, month on our blog and we might pick that up and have you actually fully develop it out and pay you for it and get you something that's published. There's uh, White Wolf historically has had the Storytellers Vault associated to drive through RPG where you can make products in the World of Darkness vein that you can then go ahead and sell and be able to actually make some funds off of. So look into the options that are available to you and definitely start capitalizing on them immediately. Um, my, my closing, uh, point would probably be, I know we talked about not comparing, uh, our content to other folks content, but there's nothing wrong with admiring other folks content and trying to Absolutely. emulate that and mm -hmm. trying to, uh, figure out how they made that content, but not copying it exactly. But once you figure out how they made that content, putting your own spin on it and trying to figure out, okay, I want to make content that looks like this, but how am I going to do it differently? And I think that that's, that's a very, uh, a very important thing to do as well. Um, Cause like I said, there's just resources online. There's this, there's this worldwide web that, that we didn't have that I didn't have growing up when, yeah. when uh, the, you know, we can, we have so much more information at our fingertips and we can learn so much now for free that I wouldn't have been able to learn when I was my daughter's age. I wouldn't have been able to learn, you know, what, like, so let's use it. Let's, let's tap into that and, and be creative. And especially now if we're home and, you know, and not that, uh, you know, this, but let's take this time that we have while, you know, we, are at home and we've got all this other stuff that's kind of going on. Maybe we use this time to, to keep our minds engaged, doing something else just to kind of keep our minds off. This is, I'll tell you what I use content creating a lot as just kind of my escape. You know, I, yeah. sometimes, you know, I, you know, I have a lot going on at work or I have a lot of a lot going on person, you know, with my personal life. And sometimes it's just nice to just sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to edit this video. I'm going to create these graphics. I'm going to, and it's how I just take a breath, take a breath. And maybe sometimes, especially now in this, what's going on in the world right now, maybe we need more of that. We need to just kind of take a breath and, and kind of relax a little bit. And because uh, it's, it's kind of a scary unknown place at this moment with uh, all the, uh, the, the, the craziness that uh, changes every day at this point. So, all right. A great outlet too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I guess that's going to do it. I'm going to have everybody sign off and give your uh, social medias and, and tell every you know tell everybody where where the they can find uh, your content. Uh, Stephen, I'll let you go first. Sure. So, Engage Family Gaming is just about everywhere. Um, but the best place, if you want to see the bulk of our content, is to go to uh, our Facebook page, which is Engage Family Gaming. Um, we also have a community uh, that you could join. It is small but mighty somewhere in the three thirties as we are right now. And that's, if you just go to engagedfamilygaming.com slash community, you'll find us. And I got a whole team of community managers and we're 
putting out fun stuff, trying to keep people entertained and give you tools to play games with your kids while they're probably very, very stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a tough time right now for, uh, for a lot of uh, families. Uh, Rob, I'll let you go next. Uh, you can find a puns perspective on the web at punsperspective.com. Uh, search social media for Pons Perspective. You'll find us, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube. Uh, we have a community on Facebook as well, but we're currently building up our uh, Discord server, which is kind of an inclusivity-based uh, safe space for gamers to just hang out and, and talk. And you can find links to that uh, off the Pons Perspective website or the Pons Perspective community on Facebook. Drew, where, where can we find these? Where are you dropping these hot memes that uh, we want to we want to uh, consume? That uh, and, and of course all your other content too. Oh yeah, all the rest of it. Yeah, at Epic of Dreams, uh, everywhere: Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and upon those places, you will find a link to our Discord server. Please stop by, play a game with us. We're starting to do regular free games of our diceless immersion immersion-based rpg and we got manspore memes everywhere so <laughs> get nice. it nice and alex so uh, where, where can folks find uh, just all the content that you put out so you can uh, the best place to go would be huntersentertainment.com but we also are on facebook at hunters entertainment uh you can find us on twitter's uh, twitter at at hunters underscore ent um, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Hillman. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Hunters Entertainment. So you can really find us anywhere, drive through RPG. We've got products up there and our uh, publishing partners at uh, Renegade Game Studios. So you can check out renegadegamestudios.com. Um, they've got uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. So it's at Play Renegade for their Twitter um renegade games over on uh facebook and i believe also on uh i believe on instagram it's at play renegade as well so excellent excellent i guess that's gonna do it for for this session i want to thank everyone for closing out bcg con day three with me uh I, I really greatly appreciate everybody that gives their time and and uh, like i said any anytime you make content there's there's some sort of sacrifice i know that all of you uh, spent time you know without your families or without, uh, you know, doing something else that uh, you could have probably done, you know, that could have made more production, you know, would have made more uh, product would have been more productive. Um, so I really greatly appreciate everybody that, that came on. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you like this video, please hit the little like down button, the little button down below that says like, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please consider subscribing because we uh, love uh, building our uh, online community here on YouTube and uh, Facebook and, and all the other uh, platforms that we're on. Re just remember winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye now. <laughs>